Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Well, we got a lot going on, finally, right? So out of all the times we said the the uh, audio version of Selling from the Heart was getting ready to drop <laughs> and getting ready to drop, and then we were like quiet. Well, it finally happened, Daryl. Yes, it is here. You can now listen to Selling from the Heart. You just need to go to audible.com. Search for Larry Levine or uh, Selling from the Heart. And congratulations, Larry. I know it is going to be tremendously valuable to uh, all of us who drive around and like to listen and learn. Um, the audiobook is fantastic. I've been listening to it um, and having read Selling from the Heart and also hung out with Larry quite a bit. What's <laughs> cool about the audiobook is it's making things come to life that, quite frankly, I really didn't even notice when I read the book the first time. And uh, I love talking to the uh, audio editor because the, I, I wish we could get our hands on the outtakes for the times you cracked yourself up reading your own stories. Oh, you you have no <laughs> idea. That was one of the reasons why it took so long is after all the uh, the nasty words being dropped and all the frustration <laughs> and all that. I just I really want my hands on this on the blooper reel because the blooper reel is just worth it's just worth its waiting. It's probably better than the book. But hey, thank you for <laughs> joining us today. No, come on, no, it, it, it just, it'll just turn the book into R-rated. That's all. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And I want to just give a quick shout out to our good friends at Send Out Cards. I've been uh, using the tool this past week and it, it just, I, I sent a card, Larry, to um, to my bookkeeper. And, you know, usually I send it to clients, but I've been really trying to work with uh, just saying thank you to different people in my life. And uh, it, talk about a great way to cut through the clutter really quickly. And you talk about speed to heart, Larry. I think one of the fastest ways to get to someone's heart is simply to take the time to say thank you. And our friends that send out cards make that really, really easy to do. Yeah, you, you know, is I, I try to make it a point to send a card a day. Mm -hmm. And just a couple of weeks ago, I was at an I was at an event for a for a pharmaceutical company with snapping pictures. And actually, those cards went out yesterday. And it was so cool to actually, you know, put the venue there before and after and during and then just to say thank you. I just can't wait for the expression on their faces when they see these cards. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. So if you want to give it a shot and try and send a personalized card, um, you can do it for free. The first one's on us at cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. So Larry, we're going to have a great conversation today uh, for people that want to grow. And this is, uh, this is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited about it. So why don't you introduce our guest and let's dive in. Yeah, well, I'm going to play off uh, the word grow because... We met John Pyron at the Grow Retreat in San Antonio with Stephanie Scheller just last month, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to hold it against John because we, we're going to have this little rivalry, but that's okay. Because <laughs> there's not that much distance apart, but there's a lot of heart apart because 
I'm a Dodger fan, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold that against John. But what's cool about yeah. John is I love John's nickname. And just a couple <laughs> months ago, you remember, Daryl, we had Dr. Jerome Gafford on. That's right. And he went as the sales doctor. Well, John's known as the business doctor. So that's kind of cool. We have another doctor in the house, Daryl. So without further ado, <laughs> John Pyron, welcome to Selling from the Heart. What's going on, guys? This is uh, <laughs> exciting stuff. I'm glad I, I'm glad I changed the name because somebody gave me the, t- the title, The Sales Doctor, years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, stop calling me that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, yeah, that's where the business doctor thing was born. So oh, that's good. Well, John, we're glad you're here. And, and uh, for those listening in today who want to grow their business, this is going to be a great conversation. But as we get started, I'm really interested to hear your take on the question that we give to every one of our podcast guests, which is simply this. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, first of all, you got to have a heart. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a requirement. Okay, That's well, that, that, that was easy, John. <laughs> It's not a given, though. It is a requirement. And most, and most, and most of us do, but, you know, it goes back to my mentor, uh, uh, Phil Bristol, 2006. He, uh, I had, like, 11 employees, and I'm a 98D personality, and he saves me. He's debriefing the salespeople. He's debriefing everybody else. He saves me for the last, and he goes, he goes you want to know what the biggest problem is here? And I go, what? And he goes, uh, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> now, he said... He he used another word, but I, I I'm going to keep it as as uh, G-rated as possible. And he goes he goes, you know what? You are a complete, you know, ass is basically what he said. And he goes, um, you need to have a a heart for your people, and you really really don't. And I'm like, I don't. They work for me, man. I don't really care. You know, they come here, and he goes, if you ever want to grow your business, if you ever want to. Um, uh, go beyond you, you're going to need to change your heart. And I took that to heart, no pun intended, started working on, uh, really understanding what that meant. Uh, did a lot of personal growth and personal work on myself and really got rid of all the anger that I had going on, got rid of all the selfishness and, and ambition. And now selling from the heart means to me is helping an individual achieve their goals and their objectives. I, I, I truly, believe that it's not just about business selling the something we do 24 7 seven days a week we're either selling our spouse on on our idea or children on our ideas or whatever but you got to have a genuine care about the other person if you're going to be effective yeah you know and and you you bring up a a really key component of this is right you got to have heart but what's what's really interesting is is it's just the little things. And, and I, and I say this for a couple of reasons, John is, I remember this was a couple months ago. I was working with a sales team and they had read the book selling from the heart and somebody had come up to me and goes, you know, your book is, is so fundamentally sound. You know, it's stuff that we, that we just take for granted. And I, mm-hmm. and I go, interesting, peel that back. And he goes, we just lose some of this stuff because we brush it aside as we chase other things. Yeah. But you know, how many times in sales, whether that be in sales or in leadership or management, do we just go about doing what we do and we forget that the heart must be at what we do? Because I always say, you know, without a beating heart, we know what happens. 
And mm-hmm. it's that whole, you know, I'm on this big kick. It's that whole heart set and mindset that we just mm-hmm. tend to just push off to the side as we chase other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just doing a, um, a training <clears throat> with a um, group of people Thursday, Thursday. So yesterday, and, um, you know, as we get to the end and I'm explaining, okay, here's all the stuff you need to do to deepen the relationship that you have with your clients. And, and here's all the things that you need to do. And, and the person at the end is like, man, you know what, this is, this is easy, really easy for you. You've been doing it for years and this is a lot of work. And I go, and I got to thinking about it and I'm going, you know, my response to the person was, is, you know what, if you can take your eyes off of yourself and put them on your customer and look at in terms of not today, but look in terms of it's not how much money I'm making today off this customer. It's do I still have the relationship 10, 15, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. And when you think in, in terms of long term, what I'm telling you to do is not a lot of work. You know, it, 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 when you're serving that person and you honestly have that person's best interest in mind, you're looking long term in the relationship. It's not a lot of work. And he's oh, like, so well said. ah, I could have had a V8. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That is such a great perspective on that. Um, I, I really, really like that. Um, you know, one of the, the cool things about John um, is he works with businesses, helping them break through to the next level. And not only that, um, John, you've, you've worked in sales and worked with salespeople for almost three decades now. Um, so what we want to really explore today is what do you do when you're stuck? What do you do when you've hit the plateau and you're, you want to break through to the next level, but you're really struggling as a sales professional? And I'm looking forward to this conversation because I know all of us at some point in our career, and really, if we're honest, at multiple points, maybe for long seasons in our career, we just kind of flatline in terms of income And the reality is in sales, we've got an opportunity to grow our income, grow our impact um, for ourselves, for our families. And so I'm curious when you think about this topic of breaking through to the next level from the perspective of a salesperson, what are, let's think together about what are some of the things that keep a salesperson stuck that kind of put the lid on where they are? Um. That's a really, really good question. And because, I mean, it's like this call was like, was meant to be. <laughs> because literally, I think just less than 24 hours ago, um, I had a conference conversation with a, a person that is wanting me to join uh, a new mastermind that she's forming. Awesome. We were having a conversation about that, and as I'm asking her a bunch of questions about who's going to be involved in the mastermind and who's this and who's this, and and you know, she asked the most interesting questions like, "Hey, why? You know, given all the business experience that you've had, given all the stuff, all the clients that you have, and all the speaking and all the success you have, why would you consider joining this mastermind?" And and I said, "You know what? It's it's really simple. If I don't." put myself in a position to be accountable to someone that I have respect for, not necessarily influence over, I'm not going to play at a higher level. I I just know that. And and I'm a 98 D personality and and I'm naturally driven, but I know, I just know in watching, you know, Kobe Bryant, 
Michael Jordan, you know, having done this for many, many years, I'm, I've gotten to the point where over the last six months, it's like, okay, I achieved all the goals I really wanted to achieve at this point in my life. But if I really want to play at a higher level, I need to have somebody pushing me. And so I've been interviewing different coaches, different mastermind groups, things like that. And, you know, I look for somebody to get all up in my grill when I'm not playing at a higher level. And so when salespeople get stuck, when business owners get stuck, it's usually a lack of fo- a lack of, of clarity on where they really want to go mm-hmm. and breaking it down to the actual work that needs to be done and then actually going and doing the work. Because without the accountability piece that I find in myself and other people is – it's easy not to go to the example would be the gym. It's easy not to go to the gym, right? But the hardest part to go to the gym is what? Starting. Going, right? Yeah. Right? Once, it's not, once you're there, it's not that bad. It's not even, it's not even going. It's, it's the actual starting yes. and then going and then continuing to go. But again, we will play at a higher level if we have somebody pushing us and, how it's always been for me in sales. It's how I see it is in salespeople. It's like, it's a lack of clarity on where they want to go. Mm-hmm. They've already either achieved the goals or they haven't been consistent enough with the activity towards the goals that they're currently setting. And so they no longer trust themselves. Uh, yeah, but, but he, and that, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And we've said stuck a couple times. And I know we've all been there, right? I've been there. I'm sure Daryl's been there. John, you've been there, right? I mean, I'm harder on myself than anybody. I was, I was like that when I was in sales. I was my own worst manager. Still am to this day. But what are some of those mm-hmm. signs that we can look for if we're, if we're really holding ourselves accountable, if we're really self-aware about who we are? What would, what would be some of those things when you hear the word stuck? What would be some of those signs that people could look out for and they're going, "Uh uh-oh, you know, I think I'm heading down this road or I'm there. What would some of those be? Yeah, that is, um, there's so many different ways to answer that. I I look at my own business and, and how I look at sales is I look at sales as a business. So if you're in any type of sales position where a component of your compensation is percentage based, commission based, bonus based, that means you have control over it, just like any business owner. The only difference is you don't have to pay for overhead and you don't have all the pain in the butt stuff that you have to deal with and owning, you know, employees and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what I look at it is, is the only time I ever have fear, and you guys can probably relate to this. The only time I actually ever have fear in my business is when I, John Byron, know that I'm not adding new prospects to my database. When I know I am not investing time into relationships with existing customers. Those are the only two things I can control. I can't control whether the prospect sets the appointment with me. I can't control whether they show up. I can't control whether they say yes, whether they say no, whether they give me a referral, any of that. The only thing I actually have control over, it's like my mentor Dave Vanny told me a long time ago, is contacting people. And the only fear you're ever going to have is when you, as a salesperson, when I, John Pyron, can look myself in the mirror and know that I'm not contacting people 
and I'm becoming lazy because the tide's going to turn. Yeah. You know, there is going to come a day where if my sales cycle is three months long and I took four weeks off, there's coming a four week dip at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I know? think that, that and, that's strong because we look, you know, I mean, there's obviously the bottom of the pipeline. If the income's flat and stagnant, that's a measure of, you know, it should, if, if mm-hmm. it's, if you're making the same amount this year that you made last year and the year before and the year before that, that's a red flag. But the top of the funnel as well, where you're looking at um, relationship development, am I nurturing and developing relationships? Larry, you always say, if you want a full sales funnel, you better have a, a active and full relationship funnel. And when the top of that funnel, the stream flowing in is, you know, dry as a bone. Hey, red flag, right? Yeah, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's really interesting because one, one of the things that concerns me is when I start having conversations and engaging with tenured sales reps who have that book of business and they might be stuck. Well, they're stuck because they're out of practice. And it goes back to what John said. And that's why I just freaking loved what he said about prospecting and building upon relationships because part of what we do when we decide to sign up for sales and it's not, it's something we choose to do is you got to prospect every day. I don't care if you're young, if you're tenured, if you're a well-seasoned veteran is we got to always stay top of mind that if we're not putting new things in the funnel, opening new conversations, we know at a certain point in time, what's going to happen, but it, it goes back to, a lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people just don't believe it's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and that, that was me many, many years. And then I finally, you know, learned the lesson. Like I, I had to learn the lesson over and 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 over again until I realized, you know, I can try to fool it all I want, you know, but at the end of the day, if I'm not going to put new wood on that fire, that mm. fire will go out. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's, it's a mathematical certainty. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in our existing client relationships in our existing uh, prospect database. And the thing that I learned from, um, um, uh, Ziegler when he was alive is you can get everything out of life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. I mean, I've heard you know, people have heard that for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start embracing that until 2006 when Phil had that conversation with me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shift my direction now to really treating every single employee like they are a business owner, whether they're the receptionist or where you know where it is and. And so what does it start off as a business owner? Well, you have a vision of where you want you to be three, four years from now. Mm-hmm. What is your, you know, what's your mission? What are your objectives? You know, and my job as chief encouragement officer instead of chief executive officer is to help them achieve their dreams and goals and take that same attitude into my customer base because at the end of the day, if I help my customer grow their business or achieve their goals and objectives, even if it's not through my product or service, I'm going to get referrals like you wouldn't believe. I'm going to develop relationships that are going to last long, long term. You know, 
Yeah. So it's all about serving. It's really Ziggler hit the nail on the head. It's like the more you help people get what they want, and 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 that's the thing I love about sales is you're in a position to do it. Right. Right. You are. Yeah. So, so it's not a matter of just you know will they buy my product or service? You know, it's I've got a customer, and they are already buying my product or service, and all I got to do is go in there and what else are they buying? What other problems or challenges do they have and how can I help them solve that problem? And if I help them solve their problem, then when my competitor comes and knocking on the door, they're not going to give my competitor the time of day because I am serving more and adding so much more value to the relationship other than just price. What I think is interesting about this conversation is in sales, when when you hit the proverbial, you know, lid or you flatline, the the traditional response is always, you know, go make more cold calls, go out there, generate some, you know, stir it up. And there, there is certainly truth to the activity. But I think when along with that burst of activity, we also need um as, as Larry always says, you know, we, we don't, it's not just mindset, it's heart set, right? So we need to mm-hmm. also at the yeah. same time kind of just have that moment where we check ourselves and go, do, do I really care about other people or am I just caring about me right now? Do I really sincerely mm-hmm. want to help my clients do better business? Do I sincerely want to help my clients um, achieve their goals and have a better life? Or am I just in it for me? I think, you know, to do both of those at the same time, now, now I'm not just, you know, going through a flurry of activity, but I'm going uh, into that activity with some purpose behind it and Mm -hmm. some, um, some passion behind it. And, 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 and I think that that's the game changer in this is not just activity, but heart driven Mm -hmm. activity and a, a a new level of, a new commitment to sincerity and going out and really helping people and not just doing the cold calls, not just, you know, uh, nurturing, not just nurturing the relationships for my sake, but for the sake of the people that I serve. Well, no, and it, and it goes yeah. back to, you know, I, I mean, I talk about all the time, you just got to give a rip, but where, where, but where it really starts is what I, I challenge our listeners to think about is if we're not willing to do the work on ourselves, if we're not willing as professionals to help ourselves internally, then it becomes mm-hmm. a struggle. And how can we go out into the marketplace and help businesses and help executives do better business? Yeah. And how can we help them if we fail to look in the mirror and help ourselves? And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd really encourage people to think about who might be stuck, right? They're stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Just start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Look inside of you. What am I willing to do to help yeah. myself first? Because we can't help ourselves, yeah. and how can we help others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, if you look at it in terms of um, business, right? So John Maxwell wrote a book called "The Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of Leadership," and the number one law is the law of the lid. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what, your business. The business will never outgrow the self-image of the owner, okay? And if we're taking this and translating it to sales, it's like, okay, I'm a sales professional. It's like Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I I am a business man, 
right? So, you know, you, the sales professional, we, the sales professional as a business, if we, it's like Larry said, if we don't put on our own oxygen mask first and save ourselves first and work on ourselves first, our business is going to hit that wall. Uh Okay. It's going to hit that wall. It's like, you know, the amount of money I make today never would have envisioned that three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, prior to hitting a hundred K for the very first time in 1998, I'm like, I, 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 it seemed like the Holy grail. I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, I could just do that. You know? And, and, um, and so, but it was from personal growth. Mm-hmm. And, and when I went from in 97, I did $56,000 in, in uh, income to 1998 doing 125. Well, how, how did I do that? It, I, I, I hired a mentor, number one. I spent a ton of time on personal growth. Mm-hmm. I went for a solid year writing out my goals every single day. And, and literally writing out positive, I, my mentor made me list five things that were positive about me and how I can add value to my customer. Oh, awesome. And it's sort of reprogramming my subconscious mind about, I do deserve this. My client does deserve this higher level of service. And the results showed up in the numbers. But I look back, I didn't really do much more work hitting 125 than I did doing 56. I just took the next, the, the hour that I was spending watching TV, I repurposed that hour to personal growth. Yeah. It's really all I did. Well, and I think that is uh, something I wanted to bring into this is if you look at, we, we talked about the authenticity and authentically caring about your client. The other thing we've got to do is bring authentic value to the table. We talk a lot about that in the yeah. podcast and how do you get, how do you bring value to the table? You work on yourself and yep. you work on your craft. Mm-hmm. You, you become better yourself. You educate yourself in terms of how you can help your clients business run better. And you mm-hmm. bring, you don't just have conversation. Now you have conversation that adds value because you've invested in yourself. And, uh, I, you know, we, before, before the podcast, you talked about sleeping eight hours, working eight hours and the other eight hours are where the good things happen, right. In terms of, making that investment in yourself and becoming more valuable. And and that's the fun thing about being a sales professional. And I think if you're listening in today and and I can't believe we've bumped up against the end of our time already. It's, it's amazing how fast this conversation has gone, John. Um, But if if you're listening in today and you're finding that, you know, you're just kind of flatlining on this. um, I I just really want to challenge you to, to ask yourself, you know, the questions, am I developing relationships? Do I have a sincere heart towards my clients? And mm-hmm. am I investing time in developing myself? John, I think if, if, if anybody worked on those three areas, um, amazing things would unfold mm-hmm. in the next chapter. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. I mean, uh, the podcast that you guys have, you know, if you're a sales professional, I'd be digesting this podcast daily, you know, and it's not about following 15 different mentors that are experts at sales. It's finding, it's like my mentor, my current mentor is Grant Cardone. 
like he tells me, it's like, hey, take one person that you resonate with and take that relationship deep, mm. right? So if you resonate with Daryl and Larry, then you should take the relationship with Daryl and Larry very, very deep. If you really want to succeed in sales, it's not this person, this person, this person, this person, because it becomes too confusing. You can't really, mm-hmm. sales is about being consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, you, you you bring up a great point on that, and and thanks for giving us a plug, John. So that, that was, yeah, that was like that. No, dude, that I, I like how you slid that one in there, dude. But no, you you bring up a really Molly good selling baby. No, it's all. <laughs> but you you bring up it, this is a great. I mean, it's a spot on what you just said is how many people out there are chasing. They're chasing this and they're chasing to go do that. They're chasing this theory. They're chasing application. They're chasing that ideology. Mm -hmm. In essence, like you said, find those one or two things and become really, really good at it or latch onto a couple things and become really, really, really good at it and soak it in. But it goes back to patience Mm -hmm. and time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time and you got to have patience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first mentor I had, um, uh, actually second mentor I had in 96, um, Dave Vanny, he's 64 now. And it's funny as heck, he still has a flip phone, right? (laughs) He literally does not, I swear to God, does not know how to turn on a computer. Okay, I I kid you not. And and he makes fun of me all the time. He goes, you guys and your fancy little tools... when I make, because he makes about seven hundred fifty thousand a year as a salesperson, and all he's doing is door knocking and selling windows and home improvement products, right? And he goes, he goes, let me show you my simple system here. And he whips out this this uh, this yellow notepad, this legal yellow notepad. And he's like, he's like, thirty two days. I'm like, what's that? And he goes, that's how that's my current business cycle. That's how I choose to measure my businesses in thirty two business day cycles. Like, okay. And he goes, look at this contacts. And he's got numbered one through 32 on the side. Appointments ran one through 32 sales made. Boom. He goes, that's the only three things I track, man. All you guys in your fancy CRM stuff. (laughs) He goes, he goes, he goes, I show up. And, and a contact is I, I, I asked the person for an appointment. If I didn't ask the person for the appointment, I can't count it. And, and the appointment, and the appointment is called an appointment ran when I go there and I'm able to pitch my whole deal and either get told no, yes, or get the hell out of my house. <laughs> um, and he goes, he goes, and all I do is every day I show up and I, I, I know I got to make in my world, 21 contacts to hit my financial goals. Yeah. He goes, I have no idea where they're going to come from. I just know I got to get into 21 conversations today and I'm not going home until I do that. And he goes, the number here, check this out. And he will, pulls out a box of uh, probably six years of yellow notepads. Right. <laughs> and he, and he's, he's flipping through it and he goes, he goes, check this out, man. He goes, he added up all his sales because he adds up all his sales. He divides it by the number of contacts, divides it by the number of appointments. He goes, that's how much each contact was worth. And that's how much each appointment was worth, whether they bought or not. And he goes, what's interesting is you look through, he goes, he goes, you see this one period of time where nine days in a row, I didn't make a sale. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I call that being in the desert. I call that being stuck. 
Yeah. Now here's the here's the reason Nine I'm days. telling the story. He goes, you know what? Most people will fall off and not continue beyond that beyond five days. He goes, but I know the tide will turn. The only thing I have control of is making those 21 contacts. And he goes, check this out. So I pressed through and, and look, I had made a sale there, there. I made two sales that day. He goes, the numbers shake out. But every now and then God is going to test me about how bad I want it. Oh, and nice. it's, the, it's when I press through is where the true personal growth comes from. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're stuck, because we all get stuck. I get stuck. Daryl gets stuck. Larry gets stuck. Any sales professional is going to get stuck. And the purpose of being stuck is where you find yourself and you find your personal growth. You just got to plow through. God, this is so good. Uh, this is fantastic. I, uh, John, I, I am so thankful for the time we've gotten to share today. And uh, this is Thank this you is a conversation I'm going to rewind and listen to multiple times. I'm curious, though, if you could just say one last thing. You've got an audience across the world of sales professionals that do want to break through to the next level. What one last piece of advice would you give? Be great for nothing else pays. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, what a great conversation. And, and John, sincere thank you from all of us for investing in us today. And uh, to everybody else, thank you for joining us on the Selling from the Heart podcast. We really appreciate you. We didn't mention it at the top of the show, but we're going to be at Outbound this year. If you go to outboundconference.com, check it out. You want to get your ticket early because this thing is going to sell out. It's fantastic. Uh, we'll be there. You can enter the code HEART100 and get $100 off your ticket. So check out outboundconference.com. You're going to thank us for uh, coming to this event if you haven't been there before. It's coming up in May. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, break through to the next level, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.